Welcome to Double Happiness Multiplied with Sally Barker, the complete guide to enjoying your multiple pregnancy and building a happy, healthy family life. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 11 of Double Happiness Multiplied. I'm Sally Barker. Coming up on this episode, we're talking about breastfeeding. Lactation consultant Judy Adams, who is also a twin mum, gives us advice about breastfeeding multiples and also shares her story of the pressure she felt to exclusively breastfeed her boys. Twin mum Rebecca Perry and mum of quadruplets Janelle Snadden also join us to talk about supplementing with formula to get some rest. We've all heard the phrase breast is best at one time or another, but not everyone has an easy time of it, especially if you're trying to feed more than one baby. Problems with breastfeeding was first mentioned in a medical encyclopedia in 1550 BC, and that information came from Egypt, where the prescription to help a woman's milk supply included warming the bones of a swordfish in oil and then rubbing it on her back. Now, in Greece, at around 950 BC, women of higher social status would often demand wet nurses to feed their babies, and there's even mention of it in the Bible. In the 17th century, a French obstetrician came up with several objections to using a wet nurse, including that the affection felt between the child and the mother will diminish. Despite this, the practice was favoured over breastfeeding one's own baby. By the time we reached the 18th and 19th centuries, it wasn't just the wealthy who employed wet nurses. There was a shift to labouring low-income families. This was mainly due to women leaving the home to find work, which made it impossible to breastfeed. Of course, this was all before the formula revolution. And today, there's an abundance of bottles and formula to choose from. There are also breast milk banks in many countries, where mothers who have an oversupply deposit their excess for other not-so-fortunate mums to use. Lactation consultant Judy Adams from King Edward Memorial Hospital in Western Australia tells us the business of breastfeeding multiples isn't easy and many women feel enormous pressure to exclusively breastfeed their babies, which is often an incredible emotional upheaval, especially if the babies are born preterm. I always tell the mums, you know, it's a huge blessing to have two babies. You know, you're so, so lucky to have two babies you know, they often will have been told, oh, you poor thing, you know, how are you going to manage or, um, oh, double trouble or all that sort of... People are being playful, but they have often have those negative things said to them in pregnancy and when they once they have the baby. So we would try and get them really comfortable with feeding one baby first. So we would encourage them to just do the normal um, transitional hold, which is across the body, Till the mum feels confident with that and then as quickly as mum's able to we would encourage her to get used to the underarm hold with one baby and then it's just a matter if the mum wants to of then when the time's right which is you know usually when they're a little bit bigger like 35 weeks to put them both on the breast at the same time if the mum wants to do that she might not want to do that or she might choose to express and bottle feed one and change over, you know, the next feed. But we give everyone the option to be shown if that's what they'd like to do. And often they say, no, 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 I, I don't think I can do that. And then they do it and say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever single feed again because, you know, they're the only one who can feed two babies at the same time. Nobody else can do that. And then it's a, a whole different ball game when you've got three or four, so it's the well, rotation. Yeah, isn't it? when you've got three, um, what they, the mums often choose to do is they'll twin feed and then give express breast milk to the 
other one, but I have also known mums who will twin feed and the breast will refill within sort of half an hour, 45 minutes. So she'll put the baby, the third baby on the baby that went on first's breast and often that will work and she just rotates, but that's huge and that's, you know, pretty hard to do if you've got other little kids as well. You know, some mums choose to do replacement feeds with express breast milk, but if they do choose to do that, then we recommend they pump. In the absence of a breastfeed, they need to still express their breast because obviously they're having to produce huge volumes of milk. So it's 500 mils per baby. So for twins, it's a litre to go home fully breast milk feeding. And for triplets, it's obviously 1.5, etc, etc. Is it important to introduce the bottle as well as the breast? You're asking the lactation consultant <laughs> that. Yes. <laughs> so um, I try and be very open-minded about it. And part of being a preterm baby means that you have to have bottles. You, you, you can't go home unless you can suck all your feeds. But we try and work out an individual plan with the mum as to what the maximum amount of breastfeeding is that she can do. And then we would add the bottles afterwards around that. So bottles have to happen. The hospital policy is for a breastfeeding mum, we should not be discussing bottles with her until the babies are at least 35 weeks unless the mum's never able to come in, in which case the baby has a developmental need to suck, so you have to let those babies suck. But once she's got to the maximum amount of breastfeed she can do, then the bottles will follow. If the babies start to get tired and go off the breast, we just backtrack a bit and drop a bottle out and keep a tube feed going a little bit longer. And we just go backwards and forwards until the baby can do all sucks, but still maintain beautiful breastfeeding. So it's a bit, it's different for everyone. It's, there's no sort of black and white. If the babies are still here when they're 37 weeks, we have a teat which we use quite often, which is a teat that makes the baby suck as if they're on the breast. And that works really quite well for the mums who can't be here because they, they want to breastfeed, but they've got other kids at home. So we can give them this special teat and then the baby pops onto the breast. Whereas when they get used to an ordinary bottle, they suck quite differently. You know, they sort of chomp more on an ordinary bottle as opposed to um, they um, sort of strip the breast almost. The tongue action is completely different on a bottle than it is on a breast. So let's talk about if you need to supplement with formula. Yep. If you are struggling and yep. you, you come to that point. Yep. You know, the baby has to be able to grow is the bottom line. So if mum hasn't got enough breast milk, then you don't have any option. So formula is a necessity. And, if, you know, if the baby isn't thriving, then, you know, you're running into all sorts of other problems. As hard as it is, and I, I know very well myself, I burst into tears when I first bought, and I ended up throwing them out anyway. But, you know, it was very emotional. You know, you're in the supermarket and you reach for it and then you put it back and you reach for it again and thought I better have some just in case and some mums don't have a choice and you know and some mums for other health reasons can't provide milk for their baby they shouldn't feel guilty that they're giving their baby's formula but we we put the guilt on ourselves I think you know there's so much um, pressure out there and breastfeeding I feel has become a little bit medicalized We've spoken about nutrition during your pregnancy on episode three of this season, but Judy Adams tells us it's just as important to monitor your diet while you're breastfeeding. Well, you should be drinking to your thirst, but if you're not someone who gets thirsty, it should be about two litres a day of water. And how about foods to avoid while we're breastfeeding? Well, I think that's very individualised because we there's all sorts of myths about, you know, fried onions and broccoli and 
all sorts of things. But we'd say eat a normal diet in moderation. So, you know, if you if you love chocolate, we you can have a bit of chocolate, but we wouldn't want you to eat a huge bar of chocolate, you know, because everything in moderation. So you just need your normal triangle, you know, fruit and veg and cereals. And we have a high-risk population in here, so we have high-risk mums, so often you know, their nutrition is not great even before they start. So, you know, that makes it even harder. But no, normal diet. And if it upsets you, it will probably upset the baby. For example, um, Indian women have been eating curry throughout their pregnancy. They don't have to usually stop eating curry because their babies have been primed for that. In utero, we might just say go a little bit easy on the chilli. So whatever's normal for you is usually normal to carry on with. But if you were breastfeeding, it would be the next feed, most likely, mm-hmm. that you would find that the baby might be a bit unsettled. Try and be as healthy as you can. You know, obviously, we all know processed foods aren't good for us and fresh fruit and veggie are, but just try and be as healthy as you can. Rebecca Perry says having gestational diabetes during her twin pregnancy meant her girls needed some nutritional support after they were born. And she admits that after breastfeeding her daughter two years earlier, attempting to breastfeed two babies at once was a whole different story. So they're too afraid when they, on the first day even, just because their sugars dropped a little bit. So we always had formula there as part of, you know, their, their lives from the very beginning. I breastfed with my first child till she was Four months. I kept going after that, but she lost quite a bit of weight and I hadn't noticed. And then four months um, came up and we went to the child health nurse and she dropped. So we, we also introduced formula to my old eldest one when she was four months. So I knew that formula may be something that we would be using with the twins anyway. And then when their sugars dropped at, the, at birth, they, they were tube fed some formula. But I was going to try my hardest to get the golden liquid, you know, the golden medicine, the, the magical stuff into them. So I pretty much didn't have a top on for the entire summer and I <laughs> would feed uh, one, feed the other and then express for a while and just try and get as much into them as I could because I, they were they were also having a bottle as well. But saying that, I think the bottle helps the dad bond with the child as well and it also helps the mum of multiples because you only have one set of arms and you can't do everything and being able to give your one of your twins to a family member or your husband to bottle feed I think is really important and helpful and allows them to be a bit more social and you know sort of spreads the love a little bit. I think that's important to mm. realise that because there's a lot of pressure. Absolutely there's a lot of pressure on every mum even on singletons but when you've got two of them and they need burping and they need they need a cuddle you know they do need a cuddle and they don't get it as much. And I think that may be also be because I have a singleton as well. So having a singleton first and then having the twins definitely highlights the pros and cons of being a twin and having that. And that's where I also think the twin bond comes in. I think the twin bond comes in because you don't get to bond with your parent as much as you do as a singleton. So I think that's why the twin bond is such a special, strong thing. Janelle Snadden laughed when I asked her about breastfeeding her quadruplets. She admits she gave it a go, but it didn't last long. So to start with, my kids were lucky enough. Obviously, they were having minute amounts of milk at the start because they were so tiny, but they actually had donor breast milk while they were in hospital at King Edward because obviously being in recovery, I couldn't express straight away. So I think it was a good few days later, even a week possibly, that I was able to start expressing myself. And then I got the express machine and, yep, I express constantly. Lots of people say normally multiples, you do produce a fair bit of milk. I didn't produce a lot. I was expressing every, you know, 
how many hours they tell you to express. But I was lucky if I was getting 20 mils out of each um, time I expressed. The weird feeling was when I finally got discharged out of hospital too, then going home at night, like I spent all day and most of the night the babies, but that middle of the night where I'd wake up to express, but yet my babies aren't here was a very odd feeling. But I was lucky, I suppose, because they were so small. I managed to get them to about most of the hospital journey. I think maybe six weeks they had solely breast milk. And then I tried to breastfeed whilst in the hospital. So I didn't do it a lot. I think maybe only a couple of times with each baby trying to get them to latch onto the breast. And then the rest of the time was just expressed, you know, because they still had the tube feeds. And then I remember getting home and I went and bought one of those twin pillows thinking that, yes, I've got this. And I put two babies on and then I just looked at Matt and I said, go make the bottles. And I made that decision then. And that was day one. We were home and they went on to, yeah, just being formula fed from there. For me, well, the girls spent the first three months in hospital following their birth. So initially I expressed breast milk every three hours. At first, there wasn't much but as time went on, my supply increased slightly. By the time we left the hospital, I had a large freezer full of milk because in those early days, the girls were only having such small amounts. Bella preferred the breast, whereas with Asha, I could alternate between breast and bottle. However, my supply didn't grow with the girls and my frozen stash ran out when the girls had been home for only about four months. I tried to switch to formula, which worked okay for Asha, but Bella refused the bottle. I bought every type of teat I could find, but nothing seemed to please her. It was such a stressful time, as they were still so small from being born at 28 weeks gestation, and I was worried she'd get sick. Then one day, while the girls were sitting next to each other, Bella simply reached over and grabbed Ash's bottle and started drinking. Thank you for listening to Season 1, Episode 11 of Double Happiness Multiplied. Coming up on the next episode, we discuss the different avenues people take to address their grief when things don't go the way they hoped during their multiple pregnancies. Alexa Big Wolf tells us how she turned to advocacy to help her heal following the passing of one of her twin daughters just two days after her birth. Scott Beattie gives us a dad's perspective of the emotional struggle and turmoil he experienced when he was told one of his twin's hearts had stopped beating just after 20 weeks gestation. And psychologist Dr Greta Little, who's a twin mum herself, shares some advice on recognising when it's time you need to get some professional help to deal with your emotions. Until next time, I wish you double happiness multiplied. The only purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform and should not be used to diagnose any medical condition. It's no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it doesn't constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, I encourage you to discuss your options with a healthcare provider who specialises in multiple births. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience and conclusions. Thank you for listening to Double Happiness Multiplied, the complete guide to enjoying your multiple pregnancy and building a happy and healthy family life. Remember to head over to doublehappinessmultiplied.com to get access to more great resources.